There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello everyone and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting can impact their entire life as well as society. Each week, we are having conversations with guests on different themes, and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view, and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today, we're welcoming Matt, who will tell us about his experience with long-distance parenting. Indeed, his kids are in a different country, and he sees them during school holidays, which shows us another level of co-parenting with its communication challenges. Matt gives us some great advice on how to keep spending quality time and making memories and why it is so important to put the kids' needs first. I hope you will enjoy this episode. The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe if you haven't already and write a review if you're listening from Apple Podcasts. You can also take a screenshot of the episode and tag us on Instagram at The Bubbling Adventure. But without further ado, let's begin. Papa, papa, en faisant cette chanson. Maman, papa, maman, papa. Hi, Matt. How are you today? Hi. I'm good. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for joining. And before we dig in, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, so my name is uh, Matt Helligman. I'm uh, from California originally, but I've lived in London for about 10 years. My background is like accounting and finance, but I've always worked for creative companies. And at the moment, I run an interior design studio based between London and New York. So I basically nice. share my time between the two cities. So yeah, that's pretty that much sounds me. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. And so you have a family. Would you, could you please uh, yeah. introduce them as well? Sure. Of course. So I have two children. They're actually four and a half year old twins, one boy and one girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it, it was uh, a handful for sure. When the, especially the, the early years, the first couple of years were, were rough, but, but I mean, in a good way, you know, and uh, I, uh, split up with my ex, the, the children's mother, about uh, two and a half years ago. Um, she's, she's French, um, so she has since moved to France. So um, we have a, an arrangement in place where I, uh, I have the kids for most of the school holidays. They come and live in London with me for the school holidays. 
but most of their time they're in France um, where, they, where they're in school already. One of the advantages of them moving to France was that they started school actually a year earlier than kids do here in the UK. So, so um, that was one of the reasons why I agreed that I thought it would be beneficial for them. So yeah, so that's the situation. Uh, you're, I'm going to travel to France regularly to see them. Um, I do FaceTimes with them a few times a week. So I still stay in regular contact with them, considering the fact that we live in separate countries and, you know, and all of that. But, but that's yeah, the other family situation at the moment. And then when I do have the kids here in London, I, uh, I do have support for my own family. So my parents uh, travel to Europe quite often and they usually try to come when the kids are here to help me out for a week or two and then they go traveling or doing whatever they planned on doing. So, so yeah, that's the family mm. set up at the moment. <laughs> and it, well, I guess your parents haven't really been able to come here with uh, actually COVID they or, have. Yeah. Actually they have. Yeah. I mean, I've been fortunate that the UK has never really closed the borders so that, you know, they have the red list countries, but, but anybody can travel to the UK as long as you follow the rules and, The U.S., uh, my parents are, are based in California, where I'm from originally, and the U.S. has never been on that red list, so it's never been that difficult. They've basically, the worst they've had to do is come in quarantine for 10 days, but when they're here to, to look after, you know, little kids, they're at home anyway, so it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. They come to mm. spend time with the kids anyway, so, so it works for them, yeah. Right, and so, the, so your, your kids were very little when you split yes. with your ex, Did they understand what was going on? Um, I mean, I don't think they, I think they understand part of it because they, they know that, uh, you know, mommy and daddy are, are split. I mean, they understand that we, what's, what's interesting, they understand that, um, that we speak different languages, that she speaks French and I speak English. Right. And it's actually really interesting when they, when I speak to them, they'll say like, daddy says this and mommy says that and it's 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 quite cute and they know that there's a they know that like um, it was a little confusing for them at first when we first split up um, when I first went to visit them in France the first time uh, my daughter uh, Emma um, didn't didn't realize that she thought that I was just back and she was like oh well are you coming home with us then and so that was I had to like explain to her that no you know mm. mommy and daddy have their own homes now but it didn't seem to upset them I think they're at an age where they don't fully comprehend why but they're just kind of they've just kind of adjusted to to this being the uh um, the the circumstance um i think that it having happened at a younger age was probably easier i can't say how it's going to impact them long term but but uh being you know older kids i think have a tougher time with it because they're used to uh you know living together in a you know the with parents who get along and all of that so um but considering the fact that my kids were you know, two years old when this, uh, when, the, when we split less than two years old, actually, I think it actually is a little bit easier on them. because I don't think they, that they're, they've spent more time now with us separated than, than us together. So I think it's all they really know at this point. Mm -hmm. So, so in that sense, I think it's easier. I mean, it's, it is difficult because I'm always conscious and it's more me than them, but it's, I'm always conscious of making sure that I still get that quality time with them, that bonding time. Um, which I, I think I do, but it's just like always a conscious effort to do it. You know, I can never like, uh, you know, I never want to miss a, a call with them or anything like that. because I want to be like kind of in front of them all the time. So they don't forget about me. That sort of thing. Oh yeah. That yeah. makes sense. 
yeah <laughs> it's it's not like you can just read them a bedtime story every night or exactly yeah, that, that makes sense right. and but when they come you must have a lot of fun then i imagine oh uh, we have a lot, a lot of, of fun yeah we have a lot of fun and when um when we split so we split two and a half years ago but it took a while to get to um to like organize everything to agree everything and for it to go through the courts and everything so they left um, for France like a year ago, like around the time that the pandemic was starting. So, so there was a lot of uncertainty about when it was going to see them. And for the first few months, you know, travel wasn't necessarily banned, but because of the uncertainty, there was always the concern of getting stuck somewhere or, any, or something. So I didn't actually see them for the first few months. And there was always kind of like that, the first time I see them, are they going to, how are they going to react? Is it going to be like, mm. are they even, even going to want to be, you know, to come back with me when they've been with their mother for months? But actually every time I see them that first time and every time since they're, it's like, we never missed a beat. They're, they're always excited to spend time with me. It's like a, it's like a holiday for them when they come to, to London now. So mm. we, in a way um, it works out well. I mean, I really would have liked to have a, uh, like shared custody where it was like every other week or something. But, but then it would have been, you know, much of the time that I was with them, they would have been in school and everything. And now when I'm with them, it's like quality time all through. I mean, they're just here to, to, to play and have a good time and for, you know, some good quality time with, with daddy and their grandparents and everything. So it actually works out pretty well. We get along quite, quite well, actually. So Yeah. Good. Well, that, that's perfect. Yeah. And so in, in school, are there other only speaking French? Or are they also learning English? In school, so that's a challenge. In school, they're only learning French. Mm -hmm. um, they definitely pick up English quite well when they're here, um, but then it drops off a bit when they go back to France. So every time it's kind of like reinventing the wheel a little bit. I mean, they kind of, uh, they're, they're definitely at that age where they, they really soak it up. So they do, they do learn a lot of English, but they definitely prefer French just because that's what they, that's what they're learning every day. But, you know, I'm sure the constant exposure to it, they're, they're going to be fine with English. I'm sure they're going to pick up enough of it to keep it going. And then, mm -hmm. you know, at some point, I'm sure they will learn French in school and in France as they get a bit older. But at this at this age, it's just, uh, yeah, it's all French. So, but but it's good. I mean, like I said, school has really benefited them. They, um, when they were here, they never, they were never in, uh, or when they were here, when I say here, I mean, London, they never were in nursery or anything. And, and that's part of the reason I pushed for them to go to France is so they could be in school um, and get exposed to other kids and, and that sort of thing, have more of like a social life. And it has benefit, benefited them dramatically. I mean, they've really, their command of the language has improved substantially. They're, they're just really developing quite quickly, which is really nice to see. Whether it's in French or English, it's just nice to, to <laughs> see that development. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. And I guess since you're also on the phone with them a few times a week, you're you're saying that you do FaceTimes, then yeah. I guess you speak English to them as well. I try. It's hard. So I speak a bit of French. So okay. it's it is a challenge for me to not default to the French because they want to speak French. So it's and it's also easier for me if I need them to understand me, it's easier for me to say it in French. So I have to kind of push myself to use English so that they so they pick it up. I mean, they're, uh, like I said, my grandparents, um, or their grandparents, my parents, are, are with us uh, quite often when they're in London as well. And they only speak English, so that, that helps. But, but I think uh, I try to push it as well, the English. But it's not always possible, because sometimes you just need them to understand you, and they're just, they have a much better command of, of French. So, mm. so I, I do my best, but yeah, uh, we do a little bit of both. No, of course. And they'll probably, you know, want to 
to do that a bit later and reconnect also with yeah. that side of them. So it's not like they're still very young. It's, uh, they're it's still very fun. young. Exactly. And as they're older, too, I want to get them more involved in like activities when they're here in, in London as well. I mean, they spend most of summers with me. Um, I'd like to, when they're a bit older, get them involved in whether it's like uh, sports or or uh, summer camps or things like that, where they can, you know, meet some other kids in the UK. And if they have friends in the UK, they're, of course, they're going to pick up the language. So that's but they're just a bit young for that at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And so how is the co-parenting side <laughs> doing how do you deal with uh, education yeah so uh, co-parenting has has been a challenge even when we were together because we never really um we never necessarily agreed on on raising the kids uh, on how to raise the kids um the i'm not saying what's what's right or wrong it's just a difference of opinion um my ex was very much about routine and like a strict routine that that, that, that was beneficial to the kids and that there were certain like things you had to do, um, things that they needed to be taught at certain stages and that sort of thing. I was very much of the opinion and I, and I noticed it with twins too. To me, it was quite obvious with twins that every, every kid is different. Every child is very different. They learn at a different pace. They, you know, um, one thing that was always a matter of dispute is like sleep patterns and I find that every kid has very different sleep patterns. Not, I mean, both of my kids are, are very different and I have friends whose kids are on completely different schedules. Some kids need, you know, they need their 12 hours of sleep every night. Some only need seven or eight and some mm -hmm. are, some will go to bed at six or seven o'clock. Some won't sleep until 10, 11 o'clock. And I just think uh, I've very much been a fan of like um, letting the kids kind of determine those things to some extent. So, I mean, that's been a challenge, you know, what they, what they learn, you know, you see the difference with uh, twins, especially because I've got one boy and one girl, you really see the, the difference in personalities. So my, my little girl is, uh, is very much into more like intellectual things, learning, you know, language and numbers and those sorts of things. Whereas my boy is not so interested in those things. He's more <laughs> in anything that keeps him active. He likes, you know, you know, crawling all over everything. And he likes, uh, he, he does like learning when it's something that he can like use, like if it's something he can build or like uh, puzzles and things like that. So I think you need to tailor that to some extent to the kids. So, so when I try to expose them to things, because I mean, the fact is, if I try to push like a, a numbers game on him, he's not going to want to do it. So it's just going to be a fight to get him to do it. So I'd rather get him involved with things that are more, you know, along what long in line with his interests you know like uh like i said like like building games or or things like that things where he can be a bit more active it just suits him better and he's more interested and i find that you know he learns more from it so that's always been my approach the co-parenting side of things like i said it was difficult at the beginning it's probably as much if not more difficult now just because my ex and i i mean i've tried but we just don't communicate very well so so I don't frankly know a lot uh, about what they do when they're when they're in France. But I uh, but, you know, I find that they haven't changed dramatically. They still have very similar interests. So a lot of the things that I used to do with them, I'm still able to do now, just maybe a li little bit more advanced, I would say. But for me, yeah, it's very much like keeping up to date with with what their interests are and what they like to do and then trying to tailor the activities that we do, the learning experiences that we have when they're in London. I try to tailor that around their individual interests basically so mm. yeah that's great yeah no, they must be very happy as well to to come in and see you but so how how the, how is it for them because I, I guess it's a real 
change in their routine you know it's like they they spend a few months where with their mom and then suddenly yes. they, they come yeah. into london so a different language uh different country and yeah. everything and and the routine i mean i was speaking about routine and i'm not really strict about routine but still all kids need some routine i mean there's no question um that's a challenge i think that's actually the biggest challenge because they come and they respond really well to being with me. They're, they're always in a great mood when they, when they come to London to visit me. But the, uh, the challenge can be the routine. You know, they, they're all of a sudden there. I don't think they necessarily realize that it's happening. And they go from one day living their life in France. And then the next day they're with me in the UK. And they get really excited about it. But that means it's, uh, it's a challenge getting them to, to, to sleep and to eat and everything. Because they're just really excited for those first couple of days. And then. You know, by the time I get them into some kind of routine in in London, then it's time to take them back to France. So that's always that's always, of course, um, a challenge. So, but you know, as a parent, you do you do the best you can. That's just part of that's just one of the uh, you know one of the symptoms of this uh, of this arrangement. There's always going to be issues like that that are that are that make it more of a challenge. Obviously, the fact that they have two completely different lives in two different countries is never going to be easy. But I think we make the best of it. So, mm. yeah. I think it's also, it's great. Like I, I would have loved to have, have that as a kid. For me, when I was probably seven or eight years old, I decided that I didn't want to live in France. And <laughs> I was actually mad at my parents. It's like, couldn't one of you be American? You know, because I, I was very frustrated that some people had a perfect English yeah. and obviously like, I'm, you know, I'm still learning now. So I think it's great that they get both and they can navigate yeah. between, like, I think in the cultural aspect and yeah. open-mindedness uh, and they're probably going to be adapting very fast to any kind of uh, situation. So I think it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think a key thing, I'm not very big on forcing kids to do something, but I think it's important to expose them to a lot of things and let them decide what they're, what they like. And I, I agree, getting the exposure to two different countries is massively beneficial to them. I don't know what they're going to prefer when they get older. Maybe when they get older, they'll have their friends in France and they don't, they won't want to come to London sometimes because they just want to stay with their friends over the summer. I don't know. I can't foresee that, but but oh, for they're now, good to Spain, you know, you don't know. Yeah, they'll choose knows? the third who one. Knows? <laughs> who knows? But you got to, you got to give them you got to give them exposure to things and i think the opportunity for them to live in two different countries i think can only really benefit them because they can see two different worlds on top of that actually they they also have american passports as well so they do have the they will have the opportunity if they want like for university or something to go um, to go study in the us as well so so they're very lucky in that regard they've got three potential well actually if you consider the eu i guess they've got another 27 countries or whatever um but they uh they're very fortunate in that they've got three passports and they have a lot of options when they grow up but it's just getting it's just exposing them to all of that so they can kind of make those decisions for themselves mm, so, yeah. yeah no i think yeah. it's it's great it's great and so is there any like value in particular that you would like your kids to to like that you would like to transmit to your kids oh any value that i like i don't know um that's a trick that's a tricky question i know really sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> um well for me uh for me like i think probably family is something that i think is uh is like valuing family i think is something that i would say 
I mean, I have, I've always had, since I was a kid, I've been very, very close with my immediate family, with my parents and my brother. We've got a really close relationship They're They're always like, I've found throughout life that you can rely more on your, on your family than friends sometimes. And not that friends aren't important. They definitely are, but, but nothing is quite like family. You can always rely on them. And for me, I think, uh, you know, it was something that, you know, me and my ex didn't always agree on, but for me, I think, uh, having a uh, family around having family in your life is extremely important. I want them to value it. That's why it's really important to me that they get exposure to their, their grandparents. And, uh, you know, my brother lives in LA, so they're not able to see him as often, but I try to work that out once a year or something. Um, I just think it's, I think it's really important. I could always, you know, if my parents weren't able to come to London to help with the kids, I could always, you know, hire some childcare or something like that. There would always be other options, but you know, I think it's really beneficial mm. for them to get time with their, with their grandparents so they can understand the value of, of family in their life. So I think that's, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure your parents are very happy to, to come and take yeah. care of them, of they're course. Thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> My mom was always uh, pushing for grandkids. So now the fact that she has them, she wants to spend as much time with them as possible. So, yeah. That makes sense. And so between siblings, but especially twins, there can be competition or especially well I guess when they're the same age we yeah. can compare like how do they get along very well yeah is there yeah I'd say they get along pretty well there was a lot more tension between them earlier on um you know because part of it was they had they would like share a lot of the same toys so they would like fly, fight over toys and that sort of thing um also when they're quite young they don't necessarily Um, play as well with other kids even between themselves um, but as they've gotten a bit older they've uh, now they play together really well and they get along really well though I mean I remember the first time as I said they were never in nursery but we were on a, a holiday one time when they were about two years old a, and uh, we put them in like a daycare thing for the day and Emma my daughter was like it was her first time you know, not with uh, her parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was like screaming and upset. And my little boy, Wyatt, just comes over and puts his arm around her and uh, and like consoled her at two years old. And they've kind of gotten more, more of that. They kind of, uh, mm. they, they get along well. They kind of, they know that they've, they seem to understand that they've got each other all the time. So they seem to kind of support each other from time to time, which is really nice to see. So, so far they get along really well. I'm sure as they get older, they'll find more things to compete over. I, I'm not a twin myself, but I have a brother who's only a year younger than me. And we were very, very competitive growing up, but I'm sure, I mean, we were both boys. So maybe that had a, made a difference, but still, you know, as you get to that teenage age, I think it's a, uh, there's a lot more things to compete over, but at, at this age, I think they, they seem to get along pretty well. They have different interests now too. So they don't fight over toys anymore and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, so yes. yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe for identical twins, it's a level up because then they're also compared oh. physically. So, yeah, I guess uh, at least they don't have that and like, you know, not wearing the exact same clothes and stuff. Like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. identical twins are a funny one. You you meet some sets of identical twins where they're like joined at the hip and they just do everything together and others who can't stand each other. They're like polar opposites. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's no in between. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. nice. And so is there any advice that you would like to share? Yeah, well, I guess, um, you know, not everybody's situation is the same as mine. Uh, my circumstances are somewhat extreme in that, you know, I'm, I'm 
divorced and we live in separate countries. So my kids don't even live in the same country as me. So it might not be relevant for everybody. But I think anybody who's been through at least the divorce side of things, the split, and they have to find a way to co-parent. I think the, the key thing to understand, and it might sound obvious, but is to just remember that it's like always about the kids. Because I think sometimes it gets, you know, couples who split get caught up in this whole like what's better for me kind of thing and it becomes a like a competitive thing i mean as i said we don't necessarily communicate very well but what we have done over the last few months is find a way to communicate in the sense that it's uh we both realize this is about the kids and to not like bicker over one thing or other and in my from my perspective it just means i've become very very flexible about things so when it comes to like you know, agreeing the dates that I'm going to have the kids or, or money issues or whatever. I pretty much just uh, let her make the decisions essentially, as long as it's not completely um, conflicting with something that goes on for me, because it's just not worth, it's not worth the, the stress of, you know, fighting over things. And I think it's in the long run that benefits the kids. I don't want the kids to be exposed to, uh, to that sort of thing, you know, to const- constant animosity and, and that. Um, so really, as long as I get my time, my quality time with the kids, um, I, I think everything else doesn't really matter. And I can build everything else in my life around that. So that's pretty much uh, pretty much what I do. And I just think that for anybody else who has to go through a similar situation, I would say just uh, find a, find something that that works for you, that makes you that makes you happy. Like in my situation, I wasn't I wasn't entirely supportive of the move to France because I didn't I, I knew that would be more difficult for my kids. But was it worth fighting over it for a year, year and a half? I'm not sure. I probably should have just uh, going, looking back on it, probably should have just allowed it and tried to make the best of it from the beginning. And in the end, it's been, it's been fine. Like I said, when I, when I do have the kids, it's less than I would have had if they stayed in the UK, but when I've got them, it's all quality time that I have with them. So in a way it's, uh, it's worked out pretty well. So I guess what I would say is for anybody splitting up, um, who's got kids, just make it about the kids and don't worry so much about your own personal circumstances. That'll work out once you have an arrangement for the kids. So, yeah. Mm, that's true. That's very good. And I I mean, it's my personal opinion, but for me, I think it's better for the kids to see that, for example, their parents are, are split and, you know, rather than people trying to make it work, but the kids are under a lot of stress and arguments and they think this is love, but it's not what it's yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be. So it's my personal opinion. I guess it depends on yeah. the couples, but I, I, I guess kids are smart and they can feel a yeah. lot of, like they can actually pick up a yeah. lot of automatism and stuff like that. So Yeah, so this was part of the reason that I agreed for them to go to France is because um, that was what my ex wanted right from the beginning as soon as we split. I, you know, didn't want my kids to leave the country. I wanted to be able to share in their, in their, in the experience of raising them and everything. So I was very much against it and the battle went on for a long time and it, it, we, we could have still been fighting about it now. It could have been gone on for years more because these things take a long time to go through the court, especially when something about like moving a kid to another country, it can be a very protracted legal battle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the kids were getting older because of the circumstances. We had to live in the same, the same house. So that made it that much more complicated um, for everybody and I didn't want the kids to spend any more time than they had in that environment so at one point I just decided you know again to my point you know this is about the kids and 
is it really worth putting the kids through another two years potentially of this? And especially at their age now, where like, as you said, they, they pick these things up, they, you know, they're smarter than we realize, and they, they would see what was going on. And, you know, I didn't want them to be raised in that environment. So I just figured, you know, this is what you want. This is what she wanted. So I just said, um, that's, that's fine. Let's just find a way that it works so that I get as much time as possible with them. And then that's what we agreed. So, so I think, yeah, like I said, in the end, I think it's better for them that we agreed that and just moved on. So, yeah. Mm, yes. Well, that is a very, yeah, I guess, unusual situation. But <laughs> I think you're you're making the most out of it. You're, yeah, no, it's nice to see how, I don't know. I think it's it's definitely cool that they can, they can experience both lives and really get quality time with like each of their parents. So that's good. Thank you so much, Matt, for sharing your experience with us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.